Hello there, listeners, you little review of pals out there. It's a very special episode of Reviewables because it's hosted by me, Kevin McGarren. Uh, Hannah is not with us today and Ed is actually not with us today. But luckily, we've got a pretty high profile guest, uh, a guy by the name of Shawnee Connery. Sean, yes. how the hell are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not doing too bad, Kevin. Thanks. You look good. Thanks for having me. I do. I look great for a 90-year-old if I do show myself. You remind me of an of a Highland sheep just, who's been left up on the cliff a little bit too long. He's a little bit ragged, but he's got that rugged handsomeness of an old sheep. Well, what I've done is I've let myself go a little bit shaggy. Mm. During this pandemic, uh, my, my lovely French wife... She uh, she prefers the, something to hold on to when she's riding me like a wild Scottish stallion. It's a beautiful image. Uh, how has the old coronavirus gone for you? Where have you been? Where, have you, where are you holding up, buddy? Well, I've been on my private island. I was on a, uh, I, I had a private island that I, that I bought mm-hmm. because uh, Scotland, although I love Scotland, it's a bit cold. So I wanted to be somewhere warm. And, of course, my, uh, my lovely French wife, she likes to, the heat. And she used to say to me... Uh, I'm not very good at the action, but she'd say, uh, uh, Sean, I want to go away to the island. And uh, I'd you're, say... You're, you're correct. You're, you're not correct. I know, I know. I, sh- I should be able to do her do better, but... Uh, Didn't you play... Uh, did you play... Have you ever played a Frenchman? Uh, no, I've never actually stretched myself. I've played various nationalities, mm-hmm. but I've never played a Frenchman. Uh, I, I just couldn't... Is that a... Personal reason? Yeah, I, I, I just can't, uh, I can't get into the mindset of a dirty Frenchie. I just, uh, you know, they sit around, they're chewing on raw onions, uh, smoking galoshes all day there long, is. drinking wine, and uh, sorry, it just, it angers up the blood when I, mm. when I think about being a Frenchman. Because uh, you've played a Spanish man. I played a, I played a Spanish immortal. Ooh. In, uh, in Highlander, mm-hmm. they wanted me to play General Lafayette who was uh, a hero of the uh, American Revolutionary War. And, of course, uh, I mean, it would, have been, it would have been wonderful to play a Frenchman killing a load of Brits, but uh, I just I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I said, uh, people won't believe me. They, won't, they look at me and they think, well, he's a clean man mm-hmm. who's, who's not dirty, who's not filthy of mind and he's body. Not, he's not fornicating in the streets while eating cheese. Exactly. He's not, like, bobbing his... Dirty little arse up and down, shagging some French whore in the middle of the street, in the gutter. You're supposed to say sex worker now. Oh, um, really? Uh, sorry. Speaking of um, being cancelled, you, you've, yes. you, you've evaded cancellation quite successfully in the last um, decade well, or so. I'm not on Twitter. Is that the key? I don't tweet. Uh, there's a famous video of you um, describing slapping women. No, no, no. You've got to... Once again, you've got the wrong end of the stick. Okay. I'm not describing slapping women. I'm just saying I was, I was asked before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let, 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 let's, I'm going to give you the table. Okay. This, is a, this is an opportunity for you to clear the air. There's people online, they heard I was interviewing Sean Connery. They're saying, listen, Kevin, you have to ask him about uh, the interview he did with Barbara Walters where he described how it's okay for a man to slap a, a woman, which you know, I don't think it is. You know, well, call, call me crazy. Well, look, uh, you, you, I'm going to give you the opportunity now to address this this issue. You're a different generation. I am. I'm a young guy. You're a young man, and what you don't understand is 
that, uh, you know, when I grew up in Scotland. Glasgow. Glasgow. Sometimes women can get quite lippy. Mm, and uh, if you've on. ever heard a, gla- a, a, a Glaswegian, actually, I'm actually, wait. I don't like where this is going. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm from Edinburgh. Okay. You're thinking of Billy Connolly. He's from Glasgow. Surely I, I got a bit confused about my own origins there. But uh, sometimes I get confused because I've been away from Scotland for so long. And I said to Barbara Walters, I said, look, sometimes a woman is having an argument with you mm-hmm. and she just won't let it lie. And if you've ever had that uh, instance where uh, a woman just won't, uh, be it a woman, be it a man, this is the thing. Uh, I should be lauded, I think. I'm an equal opportunity slapper. You're I a, say. You're an omni slapper. I'm an omni slapper. I say, slap them all. Let God if, sort them out. Exactly. Slap them all. Let God sort them out. If a man or a woman is being a bit of a bollocks mm. and they're just, they're needling away at you, they're picking up their needles. And they're stabbing you with needles. And they're going, ah, you see, I'm right, I'm right. And you go, look, I'm going to slap you. I Like, I give them fair warning. Okay. I, it's not, the slap is not coming out of nowhere, Kevin. Mm. I'm not saying, oh, I'd never dream of slapping you. Ah, slapping you in the fish. I go, I'm going to fucking slap you. Please don't slap me when you're describing. Okay, I'm sorry. I just slap somebody. I have extremely long arms. So, Okay. So I I think I should be lauded. I am for women and men being slapped in the face equally. Okay, I think the way the world is moving now is it's not... The the way the world is moving now, it's maybe we shouldn't slap women or men, not let's slap everybody. I don't think that's the way the world is heading. Well, how's anyone going to learn? You know, through talking. Talk is cheap, my friend. So is a slap. No, no, no. A slap... Have you ever heard the expression, a slap says more than a thousand words? No. Um, so, well, would, I would you like to feel bad for you? Would you like to roll back on on some of those statements? No, I'm not going to roll back. I'm going to get in my speedboat and I'm going to go full throttle forward. So you're doubling down, um, Sean Connery, the uncancellable. Un- un- oh, uh, you can't cancel me. Yeah. Sure. Look, I've had my career. Hmm. I made. Uh, Lots and lots of great movies. I had a great time. And then I made The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is a piece of steaming shite. And uh, I was up to my fucking ankles in floodwaters in Prague. And you know what I thought? I thought, I can't play golf here. Mm. I said, fuck that. You've turned down a lot of high-profile films throughout the years. The Matrix, uh, Lord of the Rings. Yes. Tell me, just run me through those decisions. Yes. uh, The Wachowskis... Uh, came to me and, you know, I didn't want to take the meeting at first because uh, with my heavy Scottish accent, it's very hard to say Wachowski. Mm. Uh, it took me two days of just saying it. Mm. Just stretching at the jaw. Oh, yes. I was like, Wachowski, Wachowski, Kakowski. And I thought, uh, I said, I'll, I'll meet these Jews and see what the, <laughs> what ideas they have. Not sure if they're Jewish, are they? Oh, well, they seem Jewish. They're very smart and they're in the movie biz. And I've met a lot of very smart Jewish people over. They famously love sci-fi. Oh, they love they love the science fiction. So they came to me and they said, we've got this idea. We want to put you in a leather jacket. I said, I'm liking it so far. Because I was way ahead on the, on the fashion trends. Mm-hmm. And at the time, there was very, very few movies where people of, of, of my caliber mm-hmm. were on screen wearing leather jackets. Mm-hmm. And then they said, we want you uh, to do something. 
Boondock Change. Uh, great little movie. Uh, watch that every Halloween. And I said, go on. And they said, all right. Uh, and they said, we want you to do Kung Fu. And I said, hold on a minute. I have a stunt double. And they said, no, we want to do it like uh, like the, the Chinese films. Mm-hmm. Where it's all wide shot and you see that it's really the actors yeah. doing it. The Shaw Brothers. The Shaw Brothers, all those. And uh, to be honest, Kevin, it was like five uh, months plus of of training, of weapons training, of kung fu training. And I said to them, I, I said, to quote w- w- my Oscar-winning role in The Untouchables, I wish I'd met you 10 years and 20 pounds ago. Uh, they didn't get it. So uh, that, that, was, that was the end of that. Were you disappointed when you saw the success of that film? Oh, yes, I could have made... The biggest film in 99. I, I could have made a lot of, a lot of uh, money out of that one. Mm. I, I could have built my own golf course. Would you like to... Um to go through a scene to just give the audience a little glimpse of what that what the Morpheus uh, played by Sean Connery what that would have seemed like he would have been a lot slower mm. uh, I, I would have said because uh, that, that was my compromise uh, I said to the Wachowskis I said look Larry Andy uh, boys I, I'll do it but only if I fight bad guys agents who are my age right so I, I, I said, old programs. Yeah, let's do Slow Foo. Mm-hmm. And they said, what's Slow Foo? And I went, oh, that's a Connery trademark. It's like Kung Fu, but slow. I and see. they said, that won't be exciting. I said, of course it'll be exciting. It's exciting to see exactly where the punches are going. You can see them coming a mile off because it takes like four seconds to throw one. But no, they, they said, no, we, we, we want to do it fast. I said, well, look, do it slow. And then speed it up, like in the old movies. Yeah, that would have made a lot of that lot sh- more sense. It would have made a lot of sense, but no, they said no. They said no. I wanted, I wanted to play the Oracle. Yeah, that's a handy enough role. It's just sort of sitting on her arse making biscuits. Exactly. So here, here's your cookie. I read for the Oracle, but they, they didn't like that. They thought, they thought it would be too confusing if suddenly Sean Connery was the Oracle. Uh, well, let's let's take. Uh a scene? Let's take a scene from The Matrix um, 1999. Uh, mega, mega hit. All right. Uh, by the Wach- You don't have to keep going on about what a hit it was. Huge hit. Just I know I missed. I know I missed that. One. Everyone involved. Um, I'm just going to send you over the script here now, Sean. Send, send it to my Nokia 3310. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it in 8,000 8, text messages. Um, okay. So you have you have the script there. Okay, we're going to do a scene from The Matrix with Sean Connery, who was picked to play a Morpheus and turned it down. Sean, take it away. At last. Welcome, Neo. As you no doubt have guessed, I am Morpheus. It's an honor to meet you. No, the honor is mine. Please come. Sit down. I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice, tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? You, you could say that in that way. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. <laughs> Do you believe in fate, Neo? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. I know exactly what you mean. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. 
What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You've felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Matrix. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. I won't wait for your answer. The Matrix is everywhere. It's all around us, even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window, when you turn on your television, or when you look at that weird mirror. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Well, that's just a little glimpse as to the kind of the magic that yes. Sean, Sean would have brought to the role. Well, I would have brought my trademark gravitash. And, of course, do you, do you improvise when you're, when you're given a script? Here's the thing, Kevin. You don't improvise mm. unless the script is terrible. Mm. Like, uh, th- there's some movies where I, I was asked to be in. I was asked to be in a few Adam Chandler movies. Go on. And uh, Adam Chandler rang me up and he said, Look, I love you, Sean. I love what you do. And I said, You're all right, Adam. And, uh, you know, he took that well. And he said, uh, I want you to be in one of my movies. And I said, Well, I'll tell you what. I'll go and look at one of your movies and I'll see what they're like, and I'll ring you back. Mm-hmm. And so I did, and I rang him back at my Nokia 3310, and I said, I'm in. Where's the script? And he said, oh, no, 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 there's no script. There's just an idea. Oh, there's an improvised uh, comedy. Improvised comedy. Yeah. So he wanted to make a comedy where uh, his friends were in Hawaii, mm. and uh, they were looking for an old man who had a treasure map. Mm. And guess who was playing the old man? Uh, Donald Sutherland No me Oh sorry <laughs> Donald Sutherland was my best friend So me and Donnie were uh, Were living in this log cabin mm-hmm. uh, In Hawaii You know it was a, it was a crazy movie Because uh, it's very hard to find a log cabin In Hawaii You'd be surprised I thought they'd be all over the place Well let's um, let's, let's do a test Let's, let's see what your, your improv okay. skills are well, like Putting me on the spot here. I'm a little bit, but you know, you're a professional. I'm sure you'll do great. You're a cheeky, cheeky shut of a bitch. Okay, so um, for this role, okay, you're a, a, a baker. Okay. And What am I baking? Bread? Uh, you're baking bread. Bread, okay. And you're at the zoo and you're... Um, you're, you're, you've you've got uh, the, you want to go see the lions. Okay, all right. Okay. Excuse me, sir. Yes. I'd like to feed the sourdough bread I've baked to the lions. Where are they? And Sheen. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, you've given me all the ammunition I need. Yeah, and maybe I was too specific. Maybe I give you too much of a character background. Yeah, I mean, there's look the shop yeah, text. Yeah, I didn't leave you enough space to play. The subtext was there. I think mm. the subtext in that character, uh, what I brought to it, mm-hmm. which is not you, you wouldn't get it in the sheen, but for me, that character's wife was eaten by lions on safari, mm-hmm. and he was getting revenge because I don't know if you know this, but lions are notoriously gluten intolerant. Right. So the so sourdough bread was the sourdough bread mm. would have made them very, very rashy um. and itchy. Review. Tell me this, you also turned down uh, the role of Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, which would have been more yeah. your speed, I, I feel. Well, wh- why do you say that? 
Well, he's an old, doddery old bollocks of a man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you, you're a, you're a cheeky son of a bitch. Uh, you know. uh, well, yes, I mean, for me, I think uh, th- that was all about the hat. Hmm. I think at the end of the day, I didn't understand the script. Uh, I, I told Peter, I said, uh, what the fuck is an orc? And he explained it to me. And I said, what the fuck is an elf? <laughs> and he uh, explained that to me. And I said, what the fuck is uh, a, a wizard? And I said, wait, uh, actually, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. And I said, what's a hobbit? And uh, he just went on about feet, hairy feet. And I said, who are you, Quentin Tarantino? And uh, he, he got that. Because, you know, I'm, I'm still a movie buff. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, out of all the directors that I uh, wished I worked with, Peter Jackson is not one of them. Right. Because the movies he's made uh, since The Lord of the Rings mm. have been just terrible. Mm. I think if I was in The Hobbit, uh, which uh, if I'd be- played G- Gandalf, I would have liked to have played him once. One mm. and done. Mm-hmm. That was my idea. I said, when Gandalf comes back as the White Wizard... Uh, it should be played by a different actor. Mm. I just wanted to do one. I didn't want to do fucking fifteen fucking movies mm. in Middle Earth. It, w- it was too much, and I didn't want. I didn't want to live in New Zealand for eighteen. Have you ever been to New Zealand? Do you think being a milkman? The man, people are so dull. Do you think being a milkman instilled with you a sense of laziness to only work a few hours in the morning? Well, if you if you're a if you're a milkman. Mm-hmm. You have to be dedicated to it. Mm. And uh, you're saying that like that was my only job. Well, I don't know. That was my morning job. I don't know what else you did. Uh, I dug ditches. You're a ditch digger. I cut hair. Did you ever get them mixed up? Oh, there's a ma- many a hairy bowl of cornflakes was eaten in Edinburgh uh, around the time I was. Because I was still, I was a young man. I was going out. I was drinking. I was partying. I was Were you try- voted our, our Scotland's sexiest milkman or something? I was voted... Uh, Scotland's sexiest milkman two years in a row. And then I, le- I left the milkman industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell you, broke a lot of hearts. I'd say you did. Oh, absolutely. And I became, uh, of course, I was Mr. Universe uh, for Scotland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people place too much of an emphasis on that. Because uh, I don't know if you've seen Scotland. Oh. But there's, there's not too many men in Scotland who could qualify for Mr. Universe. So it's kind of like being, uh, you know, it's like being the, the the king of the dung heap. It's like being the, the nicest Japanese restaurant in Longford. Exactly. Wherever that is or whatever mm. that is. Um, I, I tend to find the Mis- Mr. Universe um, winners, they're always from Earth. Yes, I know. It's, uh, it's it, We have a bit of an advantage in that... Uh, I don't even think we advertise it. I know, yes, because uh, when I signed up, I was uh, surprised that mm. I wouldn't be traveling to other dimensions and other uh, going interstellar to Having another sex galaxy. With species. Oh yes, I mean I'd love I'd love the I opportunity. Mean, being Scottish, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced that before. Oh yes, I mean, uh, uh, let me tell you, uh, early on in my career, before I was before I settled down with my lovely French wife, mm-hmm. uh, I was an exotic fruit. I was like a pale banana. To a lot of these uh, foreign women, they'd never seen a, mm. a, a hairy Scottish man mm-hmm. before, and uh, I got my I got my fair share. I can tell you that much. Yeah, and that's one of my regrets, Kevin, is that I won't live long enough to uh, travel to another planet and have sex with an alien. Mm. I, I I'd love to be the first man to penetrate 
An alien species. Well, Richard Branson's working on it. Maybe you could... Um, He's working on fucking aliens. Uh, well, some sort of sort of sex holiday. Uh, sex holiday in space. What is Dublin? We have to explain what Dublin is. The Dublin podcast is an eternally pregnant woman. Um, I mean, I've been pregnant three times. Yeah, but you've been pregnant since I met you. Right, okay. Hanging out with a neurotic middle-aged toddler mm-hmm. and the way that those two people from very opposing sides of the... Um, World, see the see the world around them. Is that it? I Is think that a good it. explanation yeah, of it? That's a very good explanation. Uh, you can listen on Spotify. You can listen on iTunes. You can listen on the Headstuff Podcast Network. We're on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Up your Dublin podcast. Up your ear holes. Up your ear What other What other roles have you turned down in your career? Oh well, you know, back in the day, I was uh, I was up for uh, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. You know the That's Die Hard the third movies? one, yeah, with Samuel L. Jackson. With Samuel L. Jackson, I was up for the uh, part of Simon Grubar. That's the villain. Yes, he would have been uh, Alan Rickman's brother. So he was played by. He was played by J- Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Hmm. He did. A, he did a cracking job. Hmm. He had lovely blonde hair. He looked like an Aryan Superman, and I just could. I couldn't pull it off because they said to me, "You've got to sound a little bit like Alan Rickman." And I tried, I, I held my nose and I went, Mr. McLean, you'll have to excuse me. You killed my brother. And now I've got to kill you. But also, also be a sounds, little bit German. Sounds a bit like Winston Churchill. Oh, I was off of that role as well. You seem to, for somebody who's an, a professional actor, yes, you seem well, to have a lot of trouble um, acting in, in a voice that's not your own. Well, you see, the, I, I've explained this before. Uh, have you Not ever, to me. Well, okay, I'll explain it to you. Have you ever seen uh, Harrison Ford? I have. In uh, K-19, The, Widow the Widowmaker. Uh, a fucking awful movie. Mm. He plays a Russian submarine commander, mm-hmm. but he's got a Russian accent. But he's, he's Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you watch the movie, I watched the movie and I just thought, it's just Harrison Ford putting on a silly voice. I couldn't take him seriously. Do you think it's duplicious of actors to put on different accents? Just yes. Come out and do your own accent. It's like when you see, uh, 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 what's her name, Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. in that movie The Hours and she had a big fake nose. Mm-hmm. And the whole movie I'm looking at her fucking nose. Mm. And when I'm watching an actress I want to be looking at her lovely breasts or, you know, her... Her eyes or whatever, whatever's being accentuated by the director of photography at the time. I get you. It's just too distracting. I say, you have to act. And you can't let anything get in the way of acting. Be it uh, an accurate accent mm-hmm. or an accurate face. Should just get somebody with an actual big nose like Adrian Brody. Exactly. Get Adrian Brody, get a couple of coconut halves. Slap a bit of makeup on him. Slap a bit of makeup on him. Mm. I'd fucking believe that more than I'd believe Kidman. I tell you that much. It's an interesting opinion. It's a hot take, is what it is. It's a roaring hot take. Um, so yeah, you can't do. You basically can't do any accents. Well, I can do Scottish. That's. <laughs> well, if I think if if you believe uh, my character that I won the Oscar for, Mister mm. uh, uh, Malone in The Untouchables, he was Irish, mm. and if you listen to that uh, performance. It's exactly a My Scottish vo- accent. No, it's no, 100% no. 100% Scottish There's accent. There's two to three words in that movie that I definitely nailed the Irish accent. I go think ahead, I, said, 
I said, there's one scene where I say the word now. How, now did, how did you say it? I'll say it, that, that's me saying it in my in my Scottish accent. So now. let's hear the Scottish accent first. Now an Irish accent. Now she it's Scottish. Now Irish. Now Scottish. Now Irish. Now see that's more Northern Irish. So you're wrong again. It's Irish. It's Northern Irish. Oh look, we're splitting hairs here. Um. I mean, is there any other examples of any other accent you've done? Uh, I, well, I once auditioned to play a, a Dutch man. Okay. In a, in, in a version of... Uh, it was, it was Pusher a, by Nicholas Winden Refn, was it? Uh, no, I wish. That's Danish. That's Danish. I was, I was asked to play... It, it was a failed movie. It was uh, David Fincher was going to make a movie about Finch and Van Gogh. Famous Dutch painter. I get it. And uh, I said, uh, I, w- I want to play that part. He said I was uh, about 22, 23 years too old to play him. Mm-hmm. I said, give me a shot, Finchy. And uh, we, we, go, we go way back. Mm. Uh, I, was n- I was up for the role of, uh, of Tyler Durden. I wanted to play Tyler Durden in, in Fight, Fight Club. Club. Wow. Now, I think I was probably uh, a little you, bit... Do you honestly think that in that film... He's a sort of a projection yes. of who Edward Norton wants to be. Do you honestly think that Edward Norton fantasised about being a bald old Scottish man? Well, first off, I would have worn a wig, as I have done in many, many movies. Okay, so now you're just an old Scottish man. And Edward Norton's character in that is projecting the ideal man. Exactly. In, in, in 1999. Was same, that when the movie came out? Same year The Matrix, yeah. Oh God! I turned down a lot of great movies that year. Well, I didn't did turn that turn down. down. Austin Powers. I I did. I was asked to be in Austin Powers to play a, a gold member, uh, I believe. And mm. I said, "It'll it's too be close. it'll be too confusing. There, there could be uh, young people in the audience on drugs who might think they've wandered into a screening of James Bond's Gold Finger, mm. and they could be very very confused. And mm. I don't want the last thing you want." Is to have a confused audience. Yeah, the last thing it was a lot of confused young people. Yeah, because they'll either they'll either throw popcorn at the screen, mm-hmm. or they'll shit themselves, mm. and you don't want that because the poor people who work in the cinemas don't want to be cleaning shit off a sheet <laughs> after someone shit themselves uh, out of confusion. Yeah, out of pure confusion. I wanted to play. I wanted to play Tyler Durden, and Finchie said, "Look, I'll get another movie for you." And every movie came along. I wanted to play Zuckerberg. In the social network. That would have been great. Can we get a little sense of you doing sort of Aaron Sorkin style dialogue? Yes. Uh, talking about coding <coughs> for the film, The Social Network. Just improv a bit of coding okay, talk there. Okay. I've got four lines here. I'll code a bit more. Here, give me that keyboard. Ooh, this coding is going well. I'm loving this algorithm. Wait. Go back two seconds. Enhance. That's it. Mark, Facebook. Mark, we don't <laughs> we don't have enough RAM to run the program as current stage. You let me worry about the RAM. I'll worry. You worry about the ROM. Get me more uh, me- megabytes. Give me a terabyte. So you didn't get the social network. Didn't get the social network. Mm. And uh, I, I wanted a Gone Girl, of course. I wanted to play the Ben Affleck role. Mm. And he said I was too old. And I said, have you seen Entrapment? Uh, yeah, I have. Was I too old for uh, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones Zeta in a that? Li- a little bit, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what he said as well. 
And that's I, why I he think, didn't get it. I think it would be strange to see you um, kissing passionately Emily Ratajkowski or whatever your one's name is. Ooh. She would look like a child standing beside you. Review the who. I think I was only slightly too old to play Deckard in Blade Runner. And once again, Ridley Scott, I just... Uh, the reason I turned that down was probably the stupidest reason of all. Uh, I'd quit smoking, and Ridley likes his cigars. Yeah. And I just didn't... Uh, I couldn't be around him. I said, I surely, Ridley, you're going to have to quit the, the cigars, or I'm not going to be in your movie. Either put that out in the ashtray, or put me out... Astray. Exactly. That's what I said. Um, How did you know that? You were you were also considered the role of John Hammond in Jurassic Park, one of the biggest movies of 1993. Yes. Well, you Huge know, box office, Jaws with fences. Well, I'd work with uh, with young Stevie on uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and I had a rollicking good time. Mm-hmm. He's a very smart man. He knows exactly wh- what he wants. And uh, when I read the script, I was I was blown away. Mm. Uh, of course, I'd read the book, and uh, the reason I didn't take that one was I thought Hammond was a, a bit of a bastard, and I thought he should have been killed. And I lobbied for uh, him to be eaten by dinosaurs at the end of the movie, and uh, Stevie didn't want it. Well, in the book... In the book he dies. He, he dies by, he's eaten by compies. He's eaten by compies. Bit by bit. Bit by bit. And that would have been uh, a fantastic scene. And I think for, for uh, Stephen, he said, look, I just think it would be too traumatic for little kiddies to see their idol, Sean Connery. I don't know about that. Oh, yes. Their idol, Sean Connery, eaten alive. Eaten alive by tiny dinosaurs. That was your only problem with Jurassic Park. Yes, uh, that, and I didn't think they, they could pull it off. The dinosaurs. I didn't think they could do it. I said, what are you going to do? Are you going to get a, a whole load of dogs and put a, a sheet over it and sh- and draw draw like uh, fangs Maybe on the top? For, forced projection, forced um, perspective, perspective. With lizards. Yeah, they're going to do it like the, the, the old, uh, the old uh, 50s, 60s movies where they just got big lizards and put like uh, chicken horns on them and mm-hmm. let them have at it. Just put a whole load of peanut butter on the on the on their lips. You your 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 ability to to look down the road and see which way culture is moving. Your your inability rather uh, is staggering. Thank you, you. You almost have a complete blind spot at the front of your vision. Thank you very much for what's about to happen. Um, what do you think the next big thing is not going to be? Uh, James Bond. I think what they'll do, they'll ruin it. They'll have uh, Charlize Theron or some woman play it. Yeah. And it'll totally fuck it up. Because as far as I'm concerned, James Bond is a man. What's your thoughts on casting somebody like Idris Elba? Idris Elba, he's too old. Okay. He's too handsome. Um, what do, What's your thoughts on uh, maybe Jamie Foxx? Too he's, old as well. He's 50 years old. Do you see where I'm going with this? What, uh, Americans? Uh, okay, what's your thoughts on um, the guy who was in Get Out? I don't know, I can't remember his name. The English actor? Yes. Mm, no. Would you like to explain why? Is the answer racism? No, I just don't think he's right for the role. 
Okay, would you? I'm just going to come straight out and ask because you're 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 dancing around this issue like um like a chicken on a hot tin roof. Um, Tennessee Williams. Do, does James Bond have to be white? Well, I mean, he's a tool of a, of oppression, uh, and he's a, a a tool of of the British government. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't make sense for him to be anything else but white. There are a lot of black British agents working for the crown I think it's racist for you to say that a black man could be a government sponsored murderer <laughs> I'm turning the tables on you Kevin McGann I, I think they have just as much right to murder on behalf of their queen than any other Brit okay maybe you're right maybe equal opportunities murderer is, is, is what the world needs I just don't want it to be stunt casting that's all I'm saying what's stunt casting mean I don't want it to be uh, oh look like with Daniel Craig, he was the first blonde hmm. Bond, and you, everyone threw their threw their uh, their toys out of the pram. Um, you were you were going to play the role of Kevin McAllister in uh, Home Alone. Home Alone, yes. But it was a very different script. It was a very different script. Hmm. Uh, originally, the idea was Grandpa is left uh, home alone mm-hmm. when everyone else goes off on their holidays, and a bunch of kids uh, try and uh, rob the house. Mm-hmm. And he beats them to death with his stick. Kind of a little bit like Don't Breathe. Yes, it was a, it was a very dark, not a lot of laughs in it, if I'm honest. And all the, uh, you know, as it turned out, the movie was very Tom and Jerry. And, you know, mm. I, there was a scene with a, with a paint can, but it was me raising it above my head and crushing a child's skull. <laughs> Too dark. Has there been, you're obviously, you know, you like to give notes with scripts. Uh, has, uh, what are some of the suggestions you've given to, to scripts throughout the years? I like to be actively involved in every project that I do. And uh, some, some movies, uh, like Entrapment, mm-hmm. I said that there should be a scene where, uh, the whole scene where she's uh, going under the lasers. Mm-hmm. That was my idea. I said she needs to be going under the, not like stepping over them gingerly mm. or not swinging over them. She needs to dance through them. Because Catherine Zeta-Jones has got a cracking bod. Mm. It'd be an awful shame to to not utilize that on screen. And uh, the director agreed with me. Those Welsh curves all all up on the celluloid. Unbelievable. Mm. Uh, Mickey Douglas is a lucky man. And I was there uh, supervising. You know, I didn't take uh, credit as choreographer on that, but uh, I, I helped her through it, let's say. Okay. And I did that on a lot of movies. Um, something else you want to cover Catherine Zeta-Jones so what are you here to plug basically oh how do I get out of this my retirement <laughs> your retirement I just want to say to everyone I'm doing well I'm 90 years old but I'm still kicking it and who knows I may come out of retirement but I probably won't because I'm filthy rich and I'm travelling around the world on a boat you are releasing podcasts uh, yes on Sean Shilly stories on cassette tapes. Yes, I've gone old school, and this will be this will be you get a, a different set cassette with each magazine that you can get from any news agents. Yes, every month uh, my magazine comes out, Sean Shilly stories, and it's me telling stories about the movies and crossword puzzles, crossword puzzles, my hot takes, hmm. and uh, recipes for my hot cakes. And there's a tape with each. I do. There's a tape with each one, and in the first issue. There's uh, uh, Connery's family haggis recipe. Oh. So if you want to, to know the best way to cook a delicious 
meat of a sheep boiled mm-hmm. in its own stomach than pick up Sean's silly stories in mm. Newsagents Now. Okay, well, you've um, you certainly sold it. Thank uh, you. This has been a very special episode of Reviewables Interview with um, the uncancelable Sean Connery. Come at me, snowflakes. Okay, that's enough. Uh, put that down. Okay. And pull them up. Uh, folks, this has been a very special episode of uh, Reviewables with special guest Sean Connery, the uncancelable James Bond star himself. Thanks for having me. I've been Kevin McGarren. Uh, we'll see you all soon. Lower mask. Stay safe. Bye. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.